0: Uh, Haribo, Grudy, can you try speaking to see if it it did it right? Mm -hmm. Haribo. Um, So, is there, how are things? Is there anything you'd like to share before you answer the questions? It's good to see you.
1: Um, Yes, there are a couple things. Um, We had some sad news when our, our cow, Rati, who's the smallest cow in the world, um miniature Zebu uh, passed away last night.
2: Aww.
1: Um she's been taken care of by Gopal Nandini and Krishna Chaitanya. Mm. Um contacted some some type of blood disease. So that was sad. Um but she was uh surrounded by devotees and at the time and and um so it's so an auspicious passing, um, but uh, another note, um, tomorrow I'm going to start um, publishing uh, excerpts. The editors of The Harmonist are going to publish excerpts from my book for eight days in a row on The Harmonist uh, regarding uh, Baladev, Balaram, Tattva, mm-hmm. so uh, giving them the permission to, to subdivide a, a couple of chapters with with uh, subtitles and headings and so forth so that they're bite-size um, articles. It's uh, from the Tattva section of the book so it's it's quite a bit uh, to digest. But it's uh, significant and uh, interesting, um, and um, it uh, it clearly illustrates the uh, focus of the Goswamis, uh, founding acharyas on uh, on Balaram their their perspective and so forth. So there's I think eight articles. Um, Maybe six articles, six articles about Balarama, and then there's and it uh, goes from those to a, an appendix that is connected to that uh, that particular chapter on Balaram, which is about Ananga Manjari, and uh, who is thought to be it's a, a, by some connected with Balaram. So um, it will be very interesting, um, and I think the last one will be. Something on from the Leela section of the book, mm-hmm. so put a tweet at the end. Um, but it's uh, it's all quite uh, quite interesting. It's, it's hasn't been finished really in terms of editing, but I think it's good enough for the harmonist. And so I alert you all to that. I hope you'll take advantage of it. It'll be good um, build up to Maldeek Purname, which is a week from tomorrow. And um, I think that's the, the news that I have. It uh, might have be been one other thing, I can't remember now, but um, otherwise, things are well, well here at Adari. We've got a lot of tomatoes and eggplants and zucchinis and peppers of all varieties. Uh, it's quite abundant, a lot of plums right now, also. Um, Figs are coming, a lot of figs. Um, plenty of milk, quite bountiful. <laughs> yeah, so, it
0: sounds like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nice. So let's go ahead and take the questions.
0: Sure, um, Pamanabha Swami, do you wanna ask your question first?
3: Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Maharaj. I wanted to ask if you will could share some words about the idea of of Namsen Kirtan as the Yuga Dharma in the sense of uh, we know it's a Yuga Dharma but sometimes it's not so much like established as if if you will a fixed sadhana per day let's say like if a devotee may have like certain number of rounds to chant and so I would like to know about your personal approach to that know no? how you as guru what do you expect regarding disciples in general, how them to engage in Nam and Kirtan as a form of daily sadhana or or not as, I don't know. I would like to hear you about sharing some ideas in that regard because sometimes one may think of Kirtan as, of course, writing and preaching and chanting japa, but specifically about Nam and Kirtan regarding one's personal sadhana, how much do you conceive of it, of something like, Necessary on a daily basis, or if you could share some ideas in that regard.
1: Yeah, um, of course. Uh, what marsh is asking about is, is 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 a detail. The principle is is that uh, Nam San Kirtan and uh, Kirtan of the mantra has been. Um, established for our lineage by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, um, we learn through the pen of Das Thakur in Chaitanya Bhagwat. We also uh, uh, find from the writings of, I think Rupa Goswami, Chaitanya Astakam, um, description of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chanting the mantra uh, and counting, uh, and apparently he would chant on a on a on a rope with knots. Mm-hmm. So later, of course, as the uh, sampradaya was formed, um, with his blessing by Sanatana Goswami, um, through in, in with regard to ritual and so forth, his book um, Hari Bhakti Gelas describes. Uh, the chanting on on Chapa beads, Tulsi beads, or, or Lotus beads, uh, 108 beads, and so on and so forth. So, um, the principle is to chant, it's the Yuga Dharma, Nam Kirtan. Uh, the Upanishad uh, tells us that um, not only is Nam Kirtan the uh, Yuga Dharma, means a deliverance for the Yuga of Kali, <clears throat> but Specifically, the Mahamantra um, the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Krishna Hare Hari Hare, Hare Ram, Hari Ram, 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 Hare Hare in the Kali Center on Upanishad. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's the principle. And then the detail is, I, I think, what Mars is asking about. So, the point being that different gurus may have different uh, expectations of their students or different uh, prescriptions uh, for them. Uh, It's well known, of course, that Prabhupada wanted his disciples to chant 16 rounds on their beads daily. Uh, Initially he wanted them to chant 64 rounds and uh, they were not able to do that. And then um, he asked them to do 32 rounds. They weren't able to do that. And then 16 seemed to work. And so he fixed, um, the number at 16 and um, that became the standard. He himself writes in his Nectar of Devotion um, he gives us as an example of uh, one of Rupa Goswami's Angus of Bhakti I forget what the exact title or name of the anga is, but it's with regard to uh, accepting vows hmm? and not accepting vows that one can't uh, live up to, something like that. Um, Which can be uh, counterproductive and... um, and there he gives an example that he asked his students to chant 16 uh, rounds. So he, 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 he clearly demonstrates in that passage that this is uh, um, a detail. He fixed the number at, uh, at that, and he was very insistent about it. Um, there are some examples. There was a famous um, tennis player forget his name, but he was um, involved with the movement and he met Prabhupada personally and spoke with him and he wanted to be initiated, but he could never chant more than 12 rounds and Prabhupada wouldn't initiate him. So you see an example of how uh, uh, strict he was about it and how he emphasized this this point. I remember uh, that... uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj was serving Prabhupada in Vrindavan and Prabhupada had him, was keeping him pretty busy. And um, he told Prabhupada they didn't have time to chant all of his rounds and Prabhupada said then sleepless. He didn't, he didn't uh, give in. So he was very s- strong about that. Um, so the benefit will be will be very good if one can do that. That's something we should take. Take from it. Um, of course, now we're you know, with regard to myself and my students, we we're we we're a generation later, and and um, this uh, application of a detail with regard to chanting is um, has to be uh, uh, thought of in terms of time and circumstance and so forth. And so the time really in the circumstances now that we find most of devotees in, in our, our mission spread out all over the world. Uh, um, um, not living in ashrams, uh, not uh, most of them, most of them not, not teenagers. Um, uh, there is, and you know, 50 years later or so, is the times are quite, quite, quite different. Um, there was, for example, a period in Prophet's mission when I didn't even know who the president of the United States was. So, um, it's hard to not know now, <laughs> unfortunately, but, um, so much information is available, not only about the world, but also about our tradition and about um, other Vaishnav sects and so on and so forth. So uh, it's, you know, having lived in both times, I can tell you it's very, very, very different. We were young people, students of Prabhupada, we were all, um, many of us had already left home, and were living on the streets. Uh, so to join an ashram was, um, the ultimate step in dropping out, if you will, uh, and uh, was easy to take because we already had at least taken half of the uh, step. Um, so, <laughs> um, so anyway, circumstances are, are different. So there may be scope for for um, rethinking that detail. And um, so I have done that, and I have also seen, of course. Unfortunately, that uh, that um, that, um, given the circumstances, not only in the world today, and how devotees are situated separately rather than living communally, in, in, at least in, in in our sangha, for the most part, um, and being international. Uh, um, Not only that, but also there's a a, uh, repercussions, if you will, of um, misrepresentation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that are far-reaching and have touched many, many devotees. It's something that myself and others as students of Prabhupada had no no experience of, um, you know, in relation to Prabhupada, but with his passing and so forth. You know, we got a good dose of that, um, and it uh, had a devastating effect on on a lot of devotees in their um, in their uh, maybe their 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 faith, uh, not in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but their faith in terms of enthusiasm to proceed. Uh, Disenfranchising, becoming disenfranchised by authorities inappropriately or or for reasons of uh, good philosophical understanding, departing from Prabhupada's mission, um, but then lacking the kind of social um, support that such a cohesive mission, if you will, uh, offers puts, put many devotees, disciples of Prabhupada in awkward situations, made it difficult for them. They needed certain things, that that they had certain things that were part of their life that made it possible for them to meet certain expectations of Prabhupada. And even departing from his come for good reasons, some of them, they nonetheless were now at a loss of some uh, factors that were significant in their life and so they've been affected adversely by that and then not only disciples of Prabhupada but disciples of disciples of Prabhupada many of them many of you have come to me through um ISKCON or other other sanghas that um Proved to be lacking in terms of good example and um, uh, scriptural or spiritual authority. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> given that, uh, I have to take all that into consideration. Um, and um, for some, what, what's most important from my perspective, or has been over the years, is to secure their faith. Mm-hmm. Because they came in touch with Chaitanya Mahapu's teaching, they were involved and then something happened which, which uh, was um, um, devastating for them to, you know, the, again, the misrepresentation of the philosophy on the part of spiritual authorities and so forth. And um, so, Rather than be insisting on that they follow a certain protocol that they had previously, um, I saw fit to make adjustments as need be to secure their their faith, mm-hmm. um, and um, and to help to situate them under the guidance of a of a of a version of. Like myself, who they had, had had come to, and so, given those kind of circumstances, I have made adjustments with that, and and the uh, basically the adjustment that I have made has been to uh, ask the disciples and um, friends connected with me to um, given. In, in all honesty, given their circumstances, to choose a number of rounds to chant on their beads of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Mm-hmm. Discuss that with me and then have my um, blessing to commit to that number of rounds. Mm-hmm. And um, this is certainly... Um, a uh, a practice or, or a detail that, that is uh is is uh, is reasonable all things considered uh, many of which i've i've mentioned and the fact again in general that this is a detail bhakti talk, sarstitakur to ask the disciples uh not to let their mala fast hmm. And the implication was that if they didn't have a lot of practical service, they would chant 64 rounds. If they had practical service, they'd at least chant four rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but this kind of thing, again, um, requires some, you know, real honesty on the part of the, uh, of the of the disciple, if you give them that kind of latitude. Mm-hmm. Um, Prabhupada, didn't give the latitude, you know, and uh, and uh, fixed it at, at, at 16 and he was strict about it and he had his reasons for it. So that said, that has been my policy. However, um, um, I um, would like to emphasize, and I thank Mahars for giving me the opportunity to do so, the importance of chanting and to make clear to you that the policy that I've just discussed that I have put in place has reasons that I've, some of which I've, I've, I've mentioned. Hmm? Um, and um, therefore, if your faith is secured, hmm, then you have reason to increase the, 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 the chanting daily um that you're doing and i and i think that um 16 rounds is a good a good number mm-hmm. and that um some of you have committed to four rounds eight rounds some have committed to 32 rounds uh uh that's between me and you but um but um i would i would like to see as a a, a chanting of 16 rounds a day, is something that all the devotees should uh, strive for. Bhakti Vinod, of course, told his disciples, uh, to chant one round, and as the taste increases, add more and never go backwards. Um, so it doesn't have to stop at 16 either. Um, but usually it usually takes a couple hours a day. So um, again, it's easier if you're living in an ashram and, and you don't have any kids and which kind of the circumstances that most of Prabhupada's disciples were in and um, didn't have a job and so forth. And hundreds of other people were going to Mongol Arctic with you every day. It's a little easier to, 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 to do that. Uh, I should mention though, despite the adversities and, and, and distractions, Especially in householder life, there was a standard in the the Godi Vedanta Samiti, founded by Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Maharaj Prabhupada's godbrother. And that was that um, the devotees in the moth, the brahmacharis would chant at least 16 rounds, and householders would chant 32 because there was more distraction. (laughs) Of course, uh, you know, that's the distraction of householder life in India, you know. Close to a century ago, <laughs> it's quite quite a bit less than what we have today. So that's my policy, um, and um, I would like to see everyone uh, increase the chanting of, of their rounds. And um, um, for sannyasis like Maharaj, at, at, at least sixteen rounds a day. You really need to log in for this because it's it's uh, it's. Uh, the most recommended um, practice, if you will. And um, so we should, we should take advantage of, of that. So, does that help, Maharaj? Is that what you were looking for?
3: Yes, Gurmash. And one detail as a follow-up, if possible, since in one point my question actually had to do especially also with Nams and Kirtan, besides Japa. Of course, your, your answer was great. And very helpful but also I would like if possible for you to share your thoughts about Namsankirtan in itself as a daily sadhana and if you can see it also that it should be some time in that and so on.
1: Uh-huh. Well um, first of all I think that um, the example of chanting in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila amongst his associates was Haridastakur. He was dubbed the Namacharya. So um, he was teaching by his example chanting and it said that he chanted uh, 300,000 names a day. Um, and it took him, I don't know, 22 and a half hours or something like that a day. So he was pretty absorbed in the chanting. But um, in Chetta de Charitamrita, in the Bengali script, there um, uh, often the chanting of Thakur is referred on, on Japa Mala is referred to as, as Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. So um, also to support that idea it's been said elsewhere I can't recall the reference but uh, the Japa is of course an, is, is a subdivision subanga of the unga the limb of bhakti called smarnam which has uh, five or six broad categories, and then this is a subcategory, japa. But if the japa of Arinam is chanted aloud, mm-hmm. then it becomes a subanga of kirtan. Mm-hmm. As far as, um, I don't know if you refer to this, of sankirtan in the public. Mm-hmm. On the streets?
3: Not necessarily, but maybe congregational mm-hmm. chanting, group chanting with other devotees that right. again, maybe daily dynamics do not allow that that much now. Whatever.
1: Right. Um, but often, devotees think that Hari and Kirtan means, implies, or necessitates being in the public and chanting. <clears throat> but it doesn't. You can sit with Kartos and chant aloud Um, and um, there was a time in ISKCON in in Bombay when devotees were doing Namsan Kirtan outside which was fairly common in in those days but the public was not respecting it so Prabhupada stopped it. Mm -hmm. So just a point to consider um, uh, because a lot of devotees they say things like, if, "If only more devotees were out in the streets chanting, then everything would change." And not necessarily. Um, and um, uh, so he stopped it. So I, I I don't think that's necessary for devotees, as far as in their amongst themselves. I, I don't think it's necessary um, if one's doing uh, japa, if one can't get absorbed in the japa then you can put down your beads and and chant aloud and sing um, for two hours or an hour or half an hour or whatever may be the case. Um, The idea is to try to become absorbed. Um, So if you put uh, a couple hours a day into that in one form or another, I think that should be sufficient. Thank you depends where devotees are. They live in an ashram, they have a temple, they're artiques, company accompanied by kirtan or something, you know. Then. Uh, but the kirtan is, of course, um, I mean, I'm looking at devotees and I'm thinking, she lives with, you know, over here, he lives over there by himself. He's not, you know, so to get together with other devotees, it may be difficult for them. But if, of course, if we have proximity to other devotees, then we should get together as often as possible and, 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 and do kirtan together. Sit and, and there's a, the, uh, a lot of the devotees in, in the Eastern part of North Carolina in our Sangha, they get together like that regularly and, and do kirtan. That's very, very good to see. So if you have the opportunity, the other devotees that should definitely um, partake of that. It's very powerful.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah, on, thank you very much.
4: Okay, what else?
3: I
0: think Panchatampa has um, a question or comment.
1: Yep, Yeah. Hi. So uh, I just wanted to, you, you mentioned that uh, Prabhupada was very strict, but he did make one exception, exception uh, with Govardhan Prabhu. And mm-hmm. I think you've cited that as well, where he actually admitted to not chanting his rounds
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And they tried to remove him from the post of temple president. And Prabhupada said, at least he's honest. <laughs> How do I know you're chanting your rounds? And he immediately reinstated Govardhan as president. <laughs> Govardhan Daski, Jai. Jai. Yeah, I remember that, thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, Indra, do you want to ask your question? Hi Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj and all the devotees. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Um I was just wondering, um I mean that's not my my big question, but just like since your accident last week, are you okay physically?
1: I'm I'm getting better.
4: <laughs> okay, that's good to hear. Um so my question also um relates to uh, chanting and um you, you just actually you just kinda answered it. You just said um that the idea is to become absorbed. Um, So I don't know if other devotees uh, feel the same way, but sometimes I'm struggling and I do chant with uh, Srila Prabhupada. And I was just wondering, what is your take on this to chant like with, like, you know, listening
0: while you're chanting?
1: Like listening on a tape chanting, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's useful, uh, we used to do that. Um, yeah, so that's fine. Um, but it's it's really, there's no like rule here, but whatever works, hmm?
2: mm-hmm. it's,
1: it's kind of the, um, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur in recommending that devotees chant with attention, said to, to blindfold yourself and lock the door. Hmm. So, you know, that's an example of of somehow or other. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the principle is to become absorbed however you can do it. Um, uh, In in fact, with regard to absorption in Krishna consciousness, there's an extreme example in the Bhagavatam that's uh, often cited in the seventh canto that uh, Nard refers to, speaking to Yudhisthira, he says, that uh, Kamsa was absorbed, and even negatively, that hmm. uh, was absorbed out of enmity and, and so forth. Hmm. And there were positive results you know, from, from that. Um, he's, he's, he, he says, if only I could become as absorbed as they were. Hmm. Um, so the implication is not to be absorbed like they are, but, but as absorbed they are, but as they are, but were, but favorably. So somehow or other, um, uh, and so with the chanting, uh, the, the chanting uh, should kirtan should result in smarnam. It should mm-hmm. catapult one into uh, into a uh, into a trance. But um, so you can you know take your temperature there and see how how you're doing <laughs> with that. Keep, keep keep at it, um, and it'll be successful. Okay.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: Okay. What else?
0: Uh, Sumati, do you want to ask your question? I can unmute you, Sumati, if you need some help. I
2: got it. Okay. Um, I'm reading in the uh, chaitanya Um when Maurya is instructing Sri Go Goswami and he's talking about the five mellows and uh, this one verse is just in addition to the five direct mellows there are seven indirect mellows in the purport Shiva Prabhupada says when shantarati neutral attraction is continuously existent and mixed with ecstatic emotion and when the devotee relishes that neutral position, it is called Shanta Bhakti Rasa. Shanta Bhakti devotees generally relish the impersonal feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So I was confused about that because I thought the Shanta Bhaktivasa devotees were devotees like in Vaikuntha, who just worshipped more in awe and reverence. But not that they were impersonal,
1: and in another place, you mentioned that they the Shantarasa devotees meditate on the um, paramatma feature of Krishna. Yeah, Shantarasa is, is um, not something that's um, emphasized in Bodhi Vaishnavism I and mean, Chitta Nicharta Um Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami cites uh, Rupa Goswami's verse from Vidhagda glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he, he employs that. Krishna Das has his Ashvad sloka. There it said, rasa sriyam. Mm-hmm. that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give the uh, special kind of, uh, the brightest uh, jewel of rasa. Ujbalam is a term uh, that's used uh, prior to Rupa Goswami, amongst um, in Indian aesthetics, to refer to the uh, romantic um, um, feelings, um, Shringara, uh, madhurya is a term that uh, is uh, invoked by Krishnadas, maybe maybe by maybe by. Well, that's also an earlier term um, that they've taken from there. But but at any rate, um, um, that's the, you know, that, that uh, Radha Dasyam, the highest ideal, so to speak, that uh, comes through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Later in the chapter, though, that that expands upon the, uh, elaborates upon that verse, uh, Krishna Das says, that said, um, uh, also other bhavas or, 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 or mellows. Forget the exact verse, but he, he mentions others as well. And, um, um, so in the broader sense, as we have, as we sometimes discussed through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one will do well to take shelter of him in pursuit of any any particular baba or rasa. Um, but that said, Shantaras is, is not emphasized and It is a rasa that, in which one cannot attain prema, only rati. Rati is, if that is churned, it can turn into prema. But in Shantarasa, one cannot attain prema. And prema is the prayojan, in Mahaprabhu's ideal. So Shantarasa is is not uh, emphasized. And it also, is the one of the five principal rasas that can be changed. So by association, a shanta rasa bhakta could become a sake rasa bhakta or a dasi bhakta and so forth. Um, so some peculiarities about the rasa. Uh, but yes, um, with regard to the object, one of one of the reasons that that Rupa Goswami has accepted shanta as a rasa. Hmm. which other secular um, authors um, on Indian aesthetics, some of them have not, and it's debatable, um, is because it's thought of in terms of impersonal liberation, which has no object. Mm -hmm. So for rasa, you have to have an object So those aestheticians, if you will, they don't accept that uh, they would, they would look at at, at Mukti as something beyond rasa. Hmm? Of course, you know, we have our own, Ruvukasami has given a different perspective and written about it in a compelling way. Most of the secular uh, uh, authors, on, on Rasa. They, of course, were religious people in India as well. Um, they majority of them did not recognize Bhakti as a Rasa. Conversely, Rupa Goswami doesn't recognize any, anything as a Rasa other than Bhakti. Only Bhakti is a Rasa. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's uh, interesting what what he's done with, with that. Um, but... Um, um, in Rupa Goswami's system, then the, the, the it, Shantarasa does have an object. And because it has an object, then it can be a rasa. Because you need, and for rasa, there needs to be the object of love, and there's to be the love. There's the, the, the two, right? Yeah. So the object of love is 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 the Paramatma, or an Aishwarya, uh, majestic form of the, of the absolute. That said, um, there are many well several instances cited in the bhagavatam of of sadhus preoccupied with the nivashesh brahma that have be, became shanta Bhaktas, like Sukadev, like the kumaras like the navayogendras hmm, in the 11th canto i believe um um so I think that Prabhupada's kind of stretching it a, a little bit and not being as precise and saying that many Shantarasa devotees are preoccupied with Negrishitesh uh, Brahman, as Kumaras were, as Sukhadeva was, but then they, then they, they came to Shantarasa from there. Chantaras mm-hmm. is, is preoccupied with the, the what I refer to using a Catholic term, the beatific vision. It's passive adoration. So there's no um, interest in Leela's uh, associates and so forth, just the form of of God. Um, so again, it's uh, peculiar um, in, compared to the other Rosses and. And lacking in, in 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 some respects, but we do include it as a rasa. And you and and yes, you're correct to come up with a question there because for it to be a rasa has to have an object, and the object is the paramat. But many of them come there, passing through preoccupation with with Brahman. Does that help?
2: Yes. Thank you
1: very much. Yeah. Okay. Whereas. Brahman realization, Brahmasayuja, merging in Brahman,
3: mm-hmm.
1: is a liberated state. That is, that is kind of quite a distance, if you will, in, ter- in, in terms of bliss, if you can measure such, from Shantarasa. So it's quite an elevation for Sukadev, for uh, the Kumaras and so forth.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Prabhupada also said that if somebody in Shantarasa were to see Krishna, they wouldn't have any desire to serve him. It's just enough, I guess, just to appreciate him.
1: (laughs) Passive adoration. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So a big step from there to Dasyarasa, right? Right. You can't, can't sit down in Dasi Thank you. Okay. What else? Um, tell us,
0: uh,
4: Hare Krishna Maharaj, can yes. you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, um, yesterday and today, I was listening a couple of your lectures where you were speaking about uh, uh, Chaturvyuha. And um, it happened so that at the same time I was reading a book of Sukhotra Swami which is called Vedanta Psychology where he speaks about the same topic as well about um, the Chaturvyuha and um, it's like your lectures and this book it like helps each other to, to understand more but um, still um, i would la- i would like to ask a couple questions um, you gave an example about the um, um chita budhi and manas with a with a, with a flute with a listening to flight, flute, flute flute music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you are aware of the flute with the cheetah, and then you identify with a buddhi that this is flute, and then with manas, you decide if you like that or not like that yeah mm-hmm. uh, and this is this is our like um, daily activity with our like subtle body yeah we we do that all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, each aspect of that chatter view Yudra is somehow responsible for for the each aspect of the subtle body, as I understand. Yeah. But the thing that I don't understand is how are they responsible for that? Are they responsible just for the um, how to say um, what what? what do they do like what do the sankarshan or uh, or vasudeva or, or whatever do with with that subtle body how do they how do they regulate that or sustain it i, I don't understand that you know like what what is their role in 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 that in in the um um in in the how, how do they make my subtle body work or or don't they how 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 does it, how is they related so like this is the the one part of the question and the second is uh is related to the today's class with that absorption in the in the in japa or or kirtan and that trance state yeah that we get into so how can we uh, how can we make that state more easy to attain? Is it somehow related to them, to the to the can, Like, can we, how to say, I don't know, can we get in contact with the, them to get easier in 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 to to the trance? I don't know if if you if if you understand what I mean.
1: Yeah. So, Therese is speaking about the Chatu vyuhu which means the fourfold okay, expansion, for example, of uh, Krishna in Vrindavan and Balaram. They expand as Vasudeva Krishna and uh, Sankarshan mm-hmm. in Mathura and then into Dwarka, where Aniruddha and Pradyumna become the uh, son and uh, grandson of Krishna. And there you have. In, in Goloka, this fourfold Chaturvyuha, um, which is um, which is also present in Vrindavan. Uh, I haven't been able to identify Aniruddha, but uh, Ujjval is arguably representative of Pradyumna there. But at any rate, then from there, they, these you have the Vaikuntha expansion of the Lord as Narayan. Um, um, also referred to as Vasudeva, and then surrounded by a Vaikuntha expression of Sankarshan Pratyumna Aniruddha. Um, and this is the second uh, view And then, <laughs> in this world, Sankarshan, Ma Sankarshan from Vaikuntha manifests as, as the um, Mahavishnu and Pradyumna as the Garbadaksha Vishnu and Aniruddha as the Shirodhakshai Vishnu, presiding, this is the point that you're coming to, uh, as they do over um, the uh, Sankarshan over hankar uh, ego, uh, Pradyumna over intelligence, Aniruddha over the Buddhi intelligence anuruda over manas and then remaining of course in my kunta is Narayan uh presiding over the the chitta hmm. so your question if I understand it correctly is what does it mean that they preside over these aspects of the subtle body hmm. and how can we you know take advantage of that, is there some way, and, and, and so forth. Um, I don't think that uh, there's much to be said about that, to be honest with you, um, In but in Hinduism, there are deities that preside over anything and everything, um, places and uh, features of the body, and um, so forth. For example, we mark our body with 12 places with tilak, and invoke a particular name of Vishnu at that time, at that time and so forth. So um, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism we don't have any prescribed kind of method, if you will, uh, for worshiping the presiding deities of the subtle body um, in such a way as to um, uh, enhance our our practice, um, because I guess in one sense that uh, they're um, we are engaged in worshiping Krishna, who is the source of all these expansions. They are all within Him. Um, so, in a sense, we, we we do venerate, we we worship the presiding deity. But we do it in the form of Krishna through Krishna Nam and the deity of Krishna, Krishna and Balaram uh, as well, um, and um, uh, any any separate method of worshipping Pradyumna, Aniruddha, and there there may be procedures for this in the in the Tantra or the Pancharatra, um, and so forth. They're not something that's been called upon in. in by Sanatana Goswami or Rupa Goswami, in in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and again because we have a a path, if you will, that includes within it any such uh, worship through the veneration of the worship of Krishna and particularly through the, the chanting of his of his name. So I think you know we kind of just look at that in a passive uh, sense hmm? that, that that these features of the antakaran like other aspects of our of our psychological and biological self and the world for that matter have presiding deities um you know let me give you another example there's a presiding deities over all the different rasas so the deity that presides over um sakuras is upendra the friend and brother of That means uh, Vamana of Indra. But we don't worship Vamana to attain, enhance our capacity to attain sakirasa. Hmm. But uh, probably Rupa Goswami has just taken from what has been um, said before him with regard to presiding deities over the Rasa's colors that represent them and so forth and so on. So, there's a lot of presiding deities over that point, being as I'm saying, over so many things. But we worship Krishna, and whatever they can do, he can do, and, and more. So, there's no better way to, to enter into a meditative state than namas and kirtan. And how you do that most effectively. Well, you have to pay attention, how you pay attention, focus your mind, you have to give your heart, as I said before, because whoever wherever you give your heart, that's where your mind is going to go. So it's not a tongue exercise or an ear exercise, um, but it's a heart exercise. Um, we should cry because we don't cry. Hmm. That um, we should cry because we, by that mob, he's crying. Why don't, why when I chant, I don't cry? Why when I chant, my hairs don't stand on hand? And weeping in that way. So this is his, his is shown the way uh, to chant effectively, humbly, talk to- with tolerance, respecting others, expecting no honor for oneself. Those types of, this is the decorum. One should incorporate these things and uh, make the, the chanting is kind of a, it's not something you just do when you sit down. In other words, hmm? so yeah, you prepare yourself for chanting by decorating yourself with these qualities and so forth. And um, so, I hope that helps.
4: Yes, thank you. That, that's what I wanted to 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 know if if that uh, um, if uh, are the same as the other like. Uh, demigods who are responsible, you know, for the blinking, for the like other stuff that my body would work, you know, so I I just wanted to know if they are at the same level, you know, because it is like uh, Vishnu Tattva, so it's like, uh, you know, God, you can say, so I thought it is more important, you know, that they are responsible for the subtle body, so just...
1: Yeah, well... They're certainly different than 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 the, than the ordinary demigods and they're presiding over something that that is a subtle body that has the ability to reflect uh, consciousness proper, and they are from the world of consciousness proper, so they're presiding over that in in this world, which is the closest thing to consciousness proper in other words, consciousness proper is subjective, and then there's the ob- objective world, and then you have this world of mind which is which is subjective quasi subjective, so to speak. It's a, it's a feature of matter that's consciousness-like comparatively. So you have the presiding deities from the world of consciousness itself. Now, if you went to the Ramanuja Sampradaya or the Madhva Sampradaya, which I think Ramanuja Sampradaya, you might find then worship of the presiding deities of the subtle body as part of their, their, their process. Vaikuntha, you know, being their goal, uh, they have many temples with deities of Mahavishnu lying down and, um, and, and so forth. So our, our, um, focus is, is, is Goloka and within that in, in Brandabin. So it's a little different.
4: Okay. Good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. So, um, yeah,
0: see, I was, I was going to ask if you wanted to answer another question or you wanted to stop here.
1: Is there another question?
0: Um. Yeah, Gopal Nantini had a question.
1: Okay, I don't have too much time for it, but I'll give a short answer. I can ask later if that's helpful. It's fine. Okay, yeah. I do have something else
0: sure. Sorry.
1: to do shortly or so. Okay, nice to talk with you all. Yeah, I thank you. Thank you next week and look on the harmonist starting tomorrow for those articles okay haribo
0: haribo and um if the other devotees could just stay on i just have a few announcement about a few announcements about the classes for well the upcoming classes let me open it up so just as a reminder on august 3rd which is Okay, yeah, next Monday, Gurudev's giving a class at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight, say, I always forget how to say that, <laughs> um, for Vala de Pornim, and then on August 11th, he's giving a class at 11.30, and then uh, for Gen on August 12th, he's giving a class, I think, at 11.30 for Prabhupada's Appearance Day, and then August 25th, on at 1130 for me, And that's on Sri Jaitanya Sangha, just to, um, you can see that visually. I don't know if I said all that right, but yeah, hopefully, um, if you have any questions, you can just message me. Yeah, just, and just, just, that.
2: Yeah, just say, tell everyone, well, it's going to be translated from, um, right, it's going
0: to be, there's going to be Spanish translation as well. Yeah.
2: so we expect that it's going to be over 100 devotees and so we've set up um facebook live to be happening simultaneously so if you don't get on to zoom um you can get on to the facebook live first hundred people will get on zoom and then after that you'll go on to facebook live so that's that
0: (laughs) yeah thanks for supplementing that because i I was kind of a mess when trying to explain yeah (laughs) because i was like ah i don't understand yeah
2: yeah Oh totally
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um yeah, well Hariball, thanks everyone.
2: bye right, let's see everyone here, everybody, and see everyone next week. Yeah. Hari Paul.
0: Haribo. Hari Krishna. hari Krishna. Hi <laughs> <Hare> Krishna. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Yeah.